Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 129 of the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers here, as always, with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. How you doing? I'm good. It's Thanksgiving week. I Happy know. Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm picturing I'm our listeners for... listening I'm... while stirring something. <laughs> yes. And I'm thankful for you today, Sarah. Oh, well, thank you. Likewise. You're welcome. So hopefully you guys are having a good holiday week. If you're behind and you're catching this, you know, in February, that's okay, too. So this week's topic is a continuation of last week. We are talking about routines, rituals, and traditions. And last week, we spent most of our time talking about traditions, not not just holiday traditions, but a lot about that, especially how they figure in when you're going through a major life change. So Megan, you talked a little bit about how the holidays are different for you this year, having just gone through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked a lot about how what sh- transitions you want to hold on to, and then also when it's okay to let transitions go and change. So um, if you didn't catch that, that was episode 128 last week um, and would be perfect for this Thanksgiving week if yeah. you missed it. Yes. Um, but what we found is we also wanted to talk about kind of the daily routines and the weekly routines. Yeah. And the little we started rituals. running out of time to cover everything. Yeah. So, so yeah. we're doing an impromptu part two. Um, and really today's going to be more about those kind of everyday routines and rituals that just make life easier, better, more meaningful. Um, and as I was brainstorming this, mine kind of fell into some handy little tips. So we will yep. go through and offer those tips. Um, Megan, I have to give a shout out to you just achieved 20 years of motherhood. Can we talk about I, that for a second? I, I don't even know what to say about it. It's crazy. Yeah, my son Jacob turned 20. Turned 20 two zero. Day. Two decades. Yes, two decades a mom. It's crazy. I. It's like half of my life. Yeah, it's really it's really something. So I mean, I feel like in some ways it feels like a big milestone or like I've accomplished something. In some <laughs> ways, it's like I still have a lot of work to do. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I think anyone who's listened to us a lot knows like we fully admit we're works in progress. And just when I right. think things are getting easier, they change and get yep. hard again. And so, you know, I'm sure we have listeners who are looking at maybe one full year of motherhood. And that right. is an accomplishment, too. So 
But I just had to mention that. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, so we're going to get into our routines. And Megan, I had to stop to say, I think it's really fun um, to see little bits of like day in the life. Did you happen to notice on Instagram this past week, um, a lot of people were doing like, kind of a day in the life, little snippets of their day. I don't know. You're I maybe didn't not on. see that. Yeah. I'm not as active on Instagram as you are. And this it was a particularly like, busy week, but I, I didn't, I missed it. Yeah. So I think it, I actually looked it up. It was started by the blogger, uh, Hollywood housewife, um, okay. who, who podcasts with Megan Teets at sort of awesome. And it looks mm-hmm. like she started this several years ago and it comes up every year. That's the best I could figure out. But, um, people were just sh- showing snippets of their day kind of hour by hour. And it, there is something fun about seeing, kind of the little it's the voyeurs in us yes. we like to peek in yeah yeah and it's nothing glamorous so maybe there will be a little bit of that today as we talk about our own routines um yeah. but like I said at the top I kind of um some tips kind of came to me as I was thinking about this so we'll kind of start with the tips and then within that maybe we can share our routines and our rituals yeah, and what fun. gets us through the day so 
My first tip is to use routines to solve a problem. And I have a couple of times that I can think of where something just wasn't working with my kids or with the running of my house. And it really became clear that it was time for a new routine. And I had to be very intentional about saying, this is what we do now. And that's obviously, we all know that's the hardest part is like taking something from a new set of processes (laughs) to something that's automatic. But I have an example. And that was at the beginning of this school year. Um, I realized very quickly, I remembered that the end of last school year was really frustrating to me when my kids would come in and they would take their lunch boxes out maybe and put them on the counter, which at the time that seemed like enough, but really they are old enough now to completely empty out like the bento boxes. So I was realizing I had a ton of dishes after school because I have three kids with three lunches and I was, you know, unzipping the lunchbox, taking out the bento box. It's all gross. And then like, you know, it takes a fair amount of time. And I thought, okay, my kids are old enough to do this. So I told them your new routine is you come in and before you do anything else, anything else, no snacks, no, like nothing, do not stop, go, do not collect $200 (laughs) until you have completely cleaned out your lunch. And that means like emptying the trash and the uneaten food, putting the ice pack that I send with it back in the freezer. Um, stacking anything that needs to be washed in the sink and putting the lunchbox itself away in the cupboard. So all three of them, ages nine, seven, and four, are capable of this, but it took it took me deciding that that was going to be our new routine. And it took a couple weeks, at least, maybe three or four weeks of reminding. And now we come in from after school and they all do it. And it's That's glorious. great. So I guess that my point of that one is sometimes a new routine can really just be a problem solver. Like this is not working for me. What, what do I need to do? And I think this could work. I mean, I used an example that was my kids, but, but if you, if it's a problem with your own schedule, if you're running out of time and you're late every morning, that's a problem. So what routine can help solve that problem? Does that make sense? Well, uh, yeah, totally. And I have a, I have an example that falls into this as well. Although I'm kind of wondering if I already talked about this. I think I may have talked about the fact that I was going to start doing this um, Okay, just maybe last week or the week before, but um, I had, so we were having this problem where in the morning, um, my oldest or my middle boys, middle boys, like the youngest two boys, I have so many kids, <laughs> um, Owen and Will have to be out the door by like six fifty. Okay. And I do the radio show from home on the days that I have the kids. So I start from home anyway. I, I finish usually at the stu- uh, at the station, but I have a six forty five break that I have to do. So it was really causing a problem whenever they were a little late. Um, so if they were, and what was ending up happening was uh, they were bringing their phones upstairs to act like alarm clocks. Okay. And then not getting up. They were hitting the snooze oh. button. And I think they may have also been staying on their phones mm-hmm. too late at night. Like something was awry. Something was amiss. So the routine now is that we have a desk. and Oh, and also half the time things weren't getting charged. And so people's yes. phones and computers were dying in the middle of the day when I really needed to get in touch with people or when they really needed to use them. So um, I made the the rule be that at night there's this desk in – um, in the off the living room, and everybody plugs in their stuff. Uh, not the adult children, but all the younger kids plug in all their stuff right before bedtime, and that's like the last little thing that they do before they start settling down for bed. So mm-hmm. that this usually happens about forty five minutes before they actually get in bed, but it right. it kind of signals the bedtime yeah. process. And I'm not so tired yet at that point that like that I can't take it (laughs) like that. I don't want to deal with it. I'm still, I still have a little life left in me. And so I can oversee that and make sure it actually happens. And then they, um, then they just go to bed. And what I found is, Oh, and also, sorry, the other part of this was I had to buy them all 
battery-powered alarm clocks right that would not be susceptible to being unplugged or if the yep. power went out yeah and so yeah it worked really like surprisingly well i will say the one problem that that i've had is now in the morning i can no longer text the kids or to vox them yeah. yeah to get up i used to vox william every morning i would like get up and then i'd get myself ready to do the radio and i before i started i'd vox him and say hey everybody moving up there and now a couple of times i've voxed and then i hear his phone go off in the other room you're like oh, like, that didn't work. I'm like oh darn it our but listeners so, may not know that you don't like to go upstairs in your house right? i well hey i could i just i can, i could but it's kind of a long trek and in the morning i have like a minute so, yeah. you know, like before that. So it's just easier. Yeah. No, I'm just teasing it's you because so your bedroom and your office and your everything My bedroom is and downstairs. office is downstairs and the kitchen. So I really don't have any reason to venture all the way upstairs unless like I have to clean something up there or go check in on the kid. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, not a big deal, but um, yeah, I'd be like, oh man. No, that, anyway, that is a great example. So. And just little, little tweaks. Um, yeah. So yeah. Maybe start with what the problem is and then how a little routine shift or a big routine shift might right. help you. So like it. Yeah. Okay, so my next tip is to use routines, and this is maybe for those moms of younger kids, but use routines to head off whining and negotiating, which really is a problem. So maybe this is a just yeah, a this is like a, this is an add-on to number one. It's a specific yeah. problem. Um, so the example I'll use is that we occasionally would go to Starbucks after school every once in a while and the kids get a muffin um, or something. It's like not a huge treat, but to them, it was really fun. We have Starbucks everywhere where I live. Um, but I just found then it was becoming like, when can we go to, can we go to Starbucks after school? Can we? And I really don't want to spend my money that way. I don't mm -hmm. want them to get in the habit of thinking, you know, we have snacks and healthy stuff at home. So I wanted it to be like an occasional special thing that we did, which is fine, but I felt like I was always fielding the questions. So I just made an executive decision that we go on Thursdays after school. Thursdays is a good oh, day, go. works for our schedule. And really, all the whining and negotiating is just gone. I feel great about the fact that it's once a week. That's about the right frequency for me in terms of, you know, the treats they get and the spending the money and all that. I don't mm -hmm. want to do it more often, but then we all look forward to it. Um, and I've done, I've talked a lot on this show about I'm pretty minimal about screen time, but that's very much how I've handled screen time too, is having set times when it's okay and then sticking to it. And so having those routines then completely makes the whining and negotiating almost fall off because they know when it's coming next um, right. and they know they're going to get it, whatever that is, whether it's iPad time or whatever. Um, and then, and, and then the routine is that you just do it on that day. So I, don't yeah, know. I feel like we, I feel like we touched on this um, in another episode where we were basically like you, it shifts the blame if there were mm -hmm. to be blame from the parent to the routine or the rule. So it becomes like, it's not Thursday. So obviously we're not at Starbucks. Right. It's not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I made the rule, but still it's the rule and it's just, it just is. And that's how it works. And yeah. I think that taking away that question often then makes it, um, it just makes it like a non-negotiable. It's like a not, it's not a topic of discussion. It's not up for debate. And also not, I think yeah. it, it, let, it lets you say yes, or it lets the yeah. perception be that you're saying yes more as a, as a mom, which we all feel like we're saying no a lot. But if it's like, mom, can we go to Starbucks? Yes. Why? Yes, absolutely. We can, we can on, Thursday. on Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> um, so another little one that um, we sort of fell into is we have a special recipe for Swedish pancakes in my family that is everybody looks forward to. And once my kids really clued in that it was way more exciting than regular Saturday morning pancakes. They were asking for them every weekend. So I made another arbitrary rule, which is you get Swedish hotcakes. We call them Swedish hotcakes on the third day of a three-day weekend. 
And it just was coincidence because we were having them one time on Labor Day weekend. And I thought, oh, that's perfect because there's only three day weekends every two or three months. It's like a perfect uh, interval. And again, can we have Swedish hotcakes? Yes. In fact, we can because Veterans Day is coming up or whatever. Like, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I think just just thinking about those things that you feel like you're always being pestered and asked for um, or that you're feeling like you maybe are saying yes to sometimes and no to sometimes, which I know is hard on especially little kids. Um, And so create a ritual or a routine to head that off. I also think that it's such a good um, tool for helping parents feel like they're less, uh, there's not just this should hanging out there like, oh, I really should make you know, pancakes, Swedish pancakes for my kids. I haven't done it in a while. And when am I going to do it? And all that stress, it's like around that, that like lingering thing that you should be doing, but you're not doing. Right. Because you know, you will be doing it. Right. You will be doing it on a, th- on a three day weekend. And if right. it's not a three day weekend, you don't have to worry about it. It's off the menu. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, so, I agree. Yeah, and fine. I don't, I, I know I have the reputation around here for being like really structured and schedule oriented, but I don't think any of this needs to be elaborate. Like I don't have, it's not written down anywhere. There's no color coded calendar. It's just, it's just those little things. Like that's kind of the fun of being a mom and being a right. manager of your home is you just get to decide. You get to decide. You get You're to the make boss. this stuff up as you go. So, okay. Before my next tip, I have to uh, bring up one more little routine that we have going lately um, because it has solved sibling bickering. And I, I neglected to mention it a few minutes ago, but my kids fight over the dumbest stuff. I know I'm not alone, but like, you know, the cup that everybody wants, they still do. They're right. nine, seven and almost five. And they still, we have three counter seats. You've been in my kitchen. We have three yeah. seats around the end of the kitchen counter, but the head chair has, you can rest your feet on like this little wooden rung. And so that's the chair. So they fight every single day over who gets to sit in that chair every single day over like who gets to open push an elevator button. So I don't know. I think this was this summer when everybody was home a lot more. I just decided we're going to alternate days. And if it is your day, you, you win all of those battles, the the little battles. Like I'm not, I'm oh, that's not saying so fun. Yeah. yeah. And it's then, just, instead of having every little thing activity be somehow, so you have to pay attention to it and exactly, track who and did it last. It. It's exactly. just, a, yeah. You get a oh, whole that's, day. That's and so genius. They, they call it Tuesday. And because um, they get to choose. And the other thing is I make them keep track of whose Tuesday it is, because the truth is they'll sometimes have a day where there really aren't all that many fights and it doesn't come up much. And so all of a sudden, then they're arguing about whose day it is to choose. And so I don't even get involved. I figure the three of them can figure that out. And they always do. They work backwards. They're like, well, you're, yesterday you got to do this. And Tuesday will influence like a lot of things. Like if there's a, some awesome. little squabble going or who gets to choose the movie, it's if, if it's a Friday or Saturday night, um, Tuesday wins. To the rescue. Yeah. I love it. So, yeah, I wanted to mention that. That's um, awesome. Okay. So my next tip is, and I think this is one that you'll like, I think you do this um, too, is add little touches to turn a regular routine into a special ritual. So um, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but a couple summers ago, we were finding that we were just running out of stuff to do on the weekends. Mm -hmm. It was really hot. We'd been to the pool, we'd been to the beach, and Sunday night would roll around and it was like, I don't even know what to do with these kids till bedtime. (laughs) So one night I was like, okay, everyone, we're going to start a special ritual called Sunday Night Read-In. We're all going to bring our books into mom and dad's bed and we're going to go to bed, go to bed early, but we're not really going to bed. We're just snuggling in early for some extra reading time. And I lit candles. And just the fact that I lit candles was like, whoa. That's some, awesome. Something special is happening. And we still do it. We don't do it every Sunday anymore. Um, again, because these things kind of ebb and flow in how much you need them. But um, really, all I needed was something to like 
do with my kids between five o'clock and bedtime. Um, right. but the candles made them feel like it was something really special. So I you love could, that. You can do that with anything. You can, you know, like I know you've talked about your birthday rituals of like hanging a little or tying a balloon to a child's chair, like the yeah. little, the little, little things. things. Mm-hmm. They really do make a difference. And when and when you do little things over and over, they become a ritual. Exactly. And then that's what makes them special. Yes. I still think about you and Clara's tea time in the morning and yeah. just the way you've described that, thinking that sounded really just special. Yeah, so. it is. Um, okay. Next tip, and then we'll take a little break. And this is probably more me than you, but use technology to automate routines when you're just getting started or to keep you on track if it helps. So if you are an app person or like a reminder person, um, you rely on that to kind of guide you through the routines, whether it's having a reminder pop up when it's time to do something or you know, having your kids get reminded if they have their devices. So I just think yeah. that we have a lot of tools at our disposal now um, because we are such creatures of habit and habit can be healthy or habits can need shaking up. So, yeah, um, I like and I'm not a big app person, but um, I do live inside my Google calendar. Like I look at right. it obsessively because I just have a lot going on and I always look at it first thing in the morning. So what I find it, I don't put stuff on my calendar if it's um an everyday thing. Like I would never put go to the radio station on my calendar right. because duh, but I will put things on my calendar if they're new routines I'm trying to implement that I'll forget otherwise. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it'll just be like in the, you know how like for um on your Google calendar, it's like you can have the all day. Yes. So it shows up at the top. And so it doesn't really matter where you are in your yeah. scrolling. Mm-hmm. You'll always see that. Sometimes I'll put something up there that it's just something I want to make sure that I pay attention to, whether it's like trying to add like workout routine back into my life or whatever it is. I just put that right in my calendar. And then and then I'm reminded of it. I'm reminded of the night before. I'm reminded of it in the morning when I look. It's like it's right. like in front of me and I can't stop. I can't stop thinking about it. So even that. if you're not an app person, I think you can still use technology to whatever whatever degree you use it. Yeah, there's there's some amazing ways to kind of because we I mean with social media and with how addicted we are to our phones um, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of downside to how we get sucked in and how easy it is to like open your phone and then forget what you were doing and end up somewhere else so yeah um, I think there are some great ways to use that to your advantage and make sure that you're you know sticking to the routines that you've decided are important. Um, the one example I had of technology was we have Sonos speakers, um, mm. which is just a sound system for your home, but they're, they're all smart speakers. They all link to one another and they're controlled by an app on your phone. And Sonos has the ability to set um, alarms, not alarm clock alarms like to wake you up, but to have music play in certain rooms at certain times throughout the house. And so I've used this in a couple different ways with my kids. Um, one is that I have a playlist of kind of mellow bedtime music, not even lullabies, but just mellow, kind of mellow, feel-good music. And it starts playing upstairs, uh, not at bedtime, but like half an hour before bedtime. And it's really nice because you just kind of hear it. Like all of a sudden I'll hear some music somewhere and it's almost like it's like drawing us upstairs. And once you go upstairs awesome. and start to get their pajamas on, it's just this mellow music playing. Um, and then I, I, I used to have a Sonos playlist that would come on in the morning too when it was about 15 minutes until time to leave. Um, And I just have found we don't need that as much anymore. But at the time it was a cue to, okay, if you don't have your shoes on now is probably a good time to get your shoes on. It really helped with uh, Reed, my middle, who does have a tough time with transitions and he's never a good one to be like, okay, it's time to go get in the car. He needs more transition than that. So music really helped and all of it was automatic. So um, yeah, putting in the time to learn or master those automated systems, I think can really help with keeping routines, healthy routines on track. Love it. That's great. 
Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. So let's move on and talk about routines a little bit more. Um, Before we get into a few more tips, I thought it might be fun to hear from listeners. And if you are an Instagrammer and are having thoughts about your daily routines, or if you have a routine that you think is really helping you through your mom life, post a picture on Instagram and let's use a hashtag. Let's use the hashtag TMH routines. So like the mom hour, TMH routines. And then we can see all of each other's fun routines. So I'm going to post a few this week, the week that this episode airs. Um, and you know, just would love to see everybody's routine. So if we all do that, it'd be kind of fun. I thought that is really fun. Okay. So My next tip is don't forget yourself and make sure that you're treating yourself to rituals and routines that feel good. And Megan, I feel like this is something you can probably speak to. You've talked a lot about self-care this past year. What are some what are some little ways that you have found to have routines and rituals that feel good to you? Because the first half of this episode, we mostly talked about using routines for our family life and kids. Man, this is tough because this is something that I was getting really good at and then I got a job, a full-time job, right. and I'm uh, I am not doing as well at it as I was. Um, I will say I've been routinely using my lunch hour to do things that feel like self-care, whether that's – and something about being out of my house 
and at an office makes that easier because at home I just like being at home and I don't really ever want to go anywhere. Right. And at the office I'm ready by like noon to run out of there. So it's it's like inspiring me in some ways to go do other things that are nice for myself. Like there's a little uh, state park right down the road. I've gone and hiked there a few times during lunch hour. It's super easy to fit in. It's like five miles down there, five minutes down the road. Um, a couple of times I've actually, this is so lame, but I've come home and taken showers on my lunch hour because I didn't want to get up super early and take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I can just come back and do that at lunch. Um, just like little things like that. I try to, um, I try to reach out to friends that I haven't seen in a while and do lunches with them. So there's just been different ways I've been trying to use that time really well, but it's not really like a specific thing that I'm doing. It's more just like, it would be very easy for me to just sit and eat lunch at my desk and work. And I really don't want to do that. So there's just little ways. I'm just trying to use that time um, to focus on myself because it's really some of the only time I get during the day to do that. So totally. Yeah. And if you're in, I find that if you're in a kind of like a autopilot mode where you're you're kind of have had the same routines for a while. This can be hard because you don't realize you need these routines and rituals yes. for yourself yep. until it's too late, until you haven't had them and you're feeling really spent or really grumpy at the end of the day. So I don't know if I have any tips for that other than to whatever way you look at your calendar, whether it's weekly or daily or however you take stock of the schedule, don't put yourself on the schedule in those little Mm, ways, whether it is the lunch hour or, um, you know, I've talked before about my early morning routines because I get up before the kids and I'm just going to confess here for a long time, I was reading for pleasure in the morning with my coffee in a big comfy chair. And for the last mm, six months, at least I have just been working. So I get up at Mm -hmm. five, you know this Megan, because I'm (laughs) (laughs) foxing you at what is like 520 my time. Um, And, you know, that's been out of necessity. Um, But it would be very easy for me. It has been very easy for me to slip away from that reading and more like cozy, quiet time and filling that with work. So you have to be intentional about it, I guess, is my point. Yeah. Yeah. And um, actually, that just reminds like this is inspiring me because I just we're recording on a weekend. mm -hmm. And this is the first weekend in a very long time that I can remember. I had no obligations. I didn't plan anything ahead of time. I had my kids half of the weekend and I didn't have them. I had them um, all day yesterday and today, but I didn't have them on Friday night. So I had a good mix of like just time on my own and then time like unstructured time with them. And it was fantastic. Like I didn't, I tend to obligate myself sometimes really too far out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I obligate myself to things way down the line that are coming up. And because I like to do things with people, I like to have things on my calendar. Um, but it was so nice to just come into this weekend and, and people would say, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, I don't know. And I, I did end up going out on Friday night. I ended up staying in with my brother yesterday. I just kept my plans really loose and just didn't commit to anything. And it was relaxing, but fun and energizing all at once. I think I'm going to start making like a, maybe every once a month having yeah. a me weekend. Um, I love that because yeah. it's it's the absence of a bunch of schedules that made you feel so good, but you sometimes have to put that on the schedule. Isn't that weird? Isn't that, yes. Like, the irony is you have to block off time to not block off time. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't do that intentionally because I am super protective of my weekends, but we have had a couple back-to-back like travel or visitors. We had family visiting and then travel. Um, and then I was gone this week. So we're the same. This weekend was totally normal, like nothing, there mm-hmm. one soccer game. And then this recording session was the only two things on my schedule and it is glorious. So I'm a big, yes, a big fan. Nice. So even if that is your routine and ritual is to block out time to not have anything on the schedule, I think that is major self-care. Um, my other example that I know I've said on this show is that I love Broadway music and musical theater. And for some reason, years and years and years ago, I found that on Friday, 
days. I'm always in a good mood. I'm ready for the weekend. And I'm kind of like done with the regular weekly routine. And I found myself always putting on musical theater music on Fridays. So I just decided that that's what I do. And every Friday <laughs> I listen to show tunes. So that's my, that's a self-care. That's a, you know, a ritual that's just about me. Related. Uh, last night when I was you know killing time with my brother, we just sat around in his living room and watched musicals. And oh, it's not the kind I'm of thing so that we jealous. would ever schedule. You know, right. it's not like, hey, what are you doing Saturday? I don't know. Want to watch West Side Story? I mean, <gasps> that's the know? first one I would watch. If I was going to sit down and watch a movie musical, West Side Story. Would we be watched Hair first and then West Side Story. But I've yes, never was... seen Hair, actually. Oh, what? You have no. to watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so we, that was not the kind of thing we would have planned for, which is what made it right. even more fun. Right. Yeah. I love it. Um, okay. So my next tip is look for opportunities to take something that starts out as a one-time special thing and move that to an established routine or a ritual. So I'm going to share one that came up when my kids were really little that um, just happened once, and then we were able to sort of capitalize and make that part of a routine. And so when my oldest was really, really little, maybe three, like a young three, it was around St. Patrick's Day, and we had recently told this hilarious family story about when my brother was little and he was afraid of getting pinched on St. Patrick's Day and he was crying in the middle of the night. And it was just a family story. And it was relatable to my three-year-old because it was about a child of the similar age. And she said at bedtime, she said, Mommy, can you talk about Uncle Baba and, and St. Patrick's Day? Can you talk about it? And um, so I did. I told her the story again. And um, every night before bed, she wanted to hear that story. And then it turned into telling other family stories, th- funny Fun. things that had happened. Um, just, you know, you and I both love family stories, family lore. It's usually something simple or funny that has happened to a family member. Um, and she called them talkabouts because she would say, Aww. can you talk about talk <laughs> about that one time with Uncle Baba? So talkabouts became a bedtime ritual with my kids pretty much from then on. And they've evolved over time because not all my kids have had that same interest in the family stories. But basically, a talkabout can be anything that isn't a ri- like a read aloud bedtime story. It's not a right. book. You can do talkabouts in the dark, which usually we do. So it's usually after you turn out the light. And Violet um, kind of changed the tradition even again when when it was her turn, because I do feel like this is like a preschool age thing, especially. Um, She wanted to talk about the day. She would say, Mommy, talk about the day. And she meant the day that we just had. And at first I thought it was so weird because I was like, okay, well, (laughs) she's home with me most days, especially when this started. And I'd say, well, remember in the morning we went to Trader Joe's and then we had lunch and we picked up the kids from school. But that was what she wanted. And then after time, I came to actually really like it because it was like, oh, what did we do today? What was special about today? So um, I guess my point about Talkabouts, in addition to they're really special and I love them and that's one of, you know, something that's been special with all our kids is it just happened because Allegra made up the word talk about and started requesting these family stories every night. But it takes, I think, the adult sensibility to turn that into a routine or a ritual because we're the ones who can think, oh, gosh, this is that was really special. Let's do this more. So I guess be open and and look for those things that happen accidentally and maybe just happen once but that you might be able to turn into a routine or a ritual. I love that. No, that's great. Yeah. And and like we've said a million times, like some a routine or a ritual is something you do once that you then continue to do. And you don't always know it's going to become that until you've done it and then you liked it and you do it more than once. So that's like the natural way instead of the much less forced way. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think sometimes it's just keeping your, 
keeping her eyes open because I wouldn't, that's not a bedtime ritual I would have ever invented on my own for right. my kids. Um, and it does definitely tie back to what we talked about last week with traditions. I think there's a lot of parallels there with traditions is, you know, when you do something one holiday season, it ends up being the most fun, even though it was like going through the mud to the tree farm you didn't right. need to go to because you got right. lost. You know, those the yeah. one-time things then become the traditions because you intentionally repeat them. So yep, absolutely. Um, I think with our listeners with really little ones, it's sometimes you, they, you don't even feel like you're having rituals because the kids are so tiny. They're not appreciating anything that right. you do. But, yeah. but, you know, but you are. And that's, yeah. So I guess my last tip is something we've said again and again, and that is to don't be afraid to change routines that aren't working or to abandon routines that you've outgrown. Right. Um, and I don't know. I, why, I don't know why we get stuck on the things that we think they need to still be that way. I think because routines can save us as a mom. They save us from insanity. But then the flip side is you can get really attached to things that aren't working. Yep. So yep. Um, just a small example from our family is – um, our kids get to play on the iPad on the weekends, and they always look forward to that. And for a long time, there was always a napping toddler or baby. So the older kid or older kids would save their kind of iPad gaming time for when somebody was napping. And that went on for years because it had three kids in a row. And it meant that Brian and I had that downtime in the afternoon on the weekends, and the kids did their iPad and somebody slept. Well, right. I don't have anybody napping anymore. So <laughs> I noticed like, I don't know, a year ago or so that the kids were starting to say, well, can we, can I do my iPad in the morning? And at first I was like, absolutely not. We do right. iPad after lunch and I'm so structured and scheduled. And um, you're like, wait a second. Wait, and I was like, no, actually <laughs> it's fine. Like, and now they, honestly, they come downstairs in the morning, they have a quick bowl of cereal and they go right to their iPad because I deprive them all week and that's what I do. And so they, they get it out of the way. But that was a routine that for years made sense because it was this like kind of built in nap time. And I know parents of napping babies, you can relate because you have like for years, you don't go anywhere at 1 PM because somebody is always napping. And so Mm -hmm. when we outgrew that, the routine had to change. So just, just be okay with letting go of the routines that aren't working or that you've outgrown or whatever. And I'm sure there's a million examples of this. You know, I I love that. Sometimes I was actually going to bring that up a few times that there have been, routines that I've started and abandoned, routines that just didn't work for us anymore, routines. It's not It's not a failure to it's let not. something go. It's just, it's life. Uh, I think probably what we settled on last week is like the theme of the episode was everything changes. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, changes because of circumstances. It changes because people get older. It changes because it doesn't work anymore. It changes because maybe you didn't really ever like it that much in the first place, whatever it is. Like we yeah, can and- totally give ourselves permission and you, I think you've spoken really well on sort of seasonal changes. You live somewhere where there's a lot more actual weather seasons, but also yeah. like if your kids are involved in a million sports one season, and you've talked about this, then your evening routines and maybe even your morning routines or your after school routines, it's all going to look different. I find myself, yep. I get really excited at the beginning of a new quote unquote season, but not just mm-hmm. the weather season, but like when things have shifted, cause I'm like, Ooh, this is like a new, we get to settle in and see how this feels yep. for a while. So yep. even though I like stability, I actually, I like that routine refresh when things change. Um, so I think, um, yeah, seasonally. It can be really exciting. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I agree. Um, so again, we'd love to see and hear from listeners on what routines are working for you these days. You can post a picture on Instagram if you feel so inclined and tag us at the mom hour. Use the hashtag TMH routines. I will be really excited uh, to see 
pictures pop up under that hashtag. I think that'll be mm. fun. Me too. That's going to be fun. Um, so what are you doing for Thanksgiving, Megan? Back to back to traditions. It's oh, goodness. Well, dinner with the kids and then uh, go to my sister's for the weekend, just like always. Just like always. So That's just nice. like always. Are you cooking is... anything? Are you cooking anything? Uh, I don't. I, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> not right this now. Like, You're not. I am not cooking right now, and this is not something that I have planned out yet this year. So I'm I'm winging it a little more than usual. Um, but that's okay. I'm that's letting okay. myself roll. It's going to be completely different this year than last. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, cheers to that. Cheers to that. How about um, you? Uh, we will be at my parents. I will cook something, but I'm never in charge of the whole meal. We're pretty lucky. Everybody likes to cook, so we're like every kind of divvy up the jobs. Right. Um. So yeah, we will be up in Santa Barbara for most of the week so it'll be fun fun. um did want to let listeners know that we decided to drop some special gift guide episodes um next monday which is cyber monday um so we will be releasing actually three kind of mini episodes with gift ideas for various age groups so katie and i are doing a gift guide for babies and little kids and then megan you and i are going to do a couple more so it will be three separate mini episodes and it's just going to be us talking about gift recommendations so skip it if you're not into that kind of thing but i think you should listen because i know i find that i get great holiday shopping ideas just from hearing other people's ideas. Even if I don't go and buy that gift, it's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I think that'll be fun. So look for those next Monday. Cool. All right, everybody. We will be back with you soon and happy Thanksgiving. Talk to you later. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.